Welcome to the Propreneur Podcast, where we help practice owners become better entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Dino Watt. And welcome once again, everybody, to the Propreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Dino Watt, and excited to have you here for another episode where we bring you the best practices for your practice. Now, as in every episode, we just want to thank you so much for listening in and sharing this podcast with your friends and colleagues, because that's how our show grows. Here we are, we're past that 100 mark in episodes, and we're super excited to continue to share with you the best people that I can find to help you grow your practice. And today is no exception. Why? Well, it's because I have the vice president of sales from Practice Catapult here. His name is Chris Craner. Did I say Craner? I just said Craner, didn't I? And it's Craner. Uh, I do that all the time. I mess up names with a name like Dino. It's pretty important for me not to mess this up. But everybody on the, the audience knows that I do that. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks, Dino. I appreciate it. It's great to have you here. And now uh, we've actually been able to have a lot of conversations offline. And actually, this podcast came from a conversation we were having about um, the ortho catapult system. But before we get into all that, we do what we do every episode on this show, which we want to get into your story. So tell us a little bit about you and how you got uh, to being here now. How I got to be with Ortho Catapult is uh, just a history of, of orthodontics, my background, if you will. I'm going on almost 16 years in the industry. Uh, being involved with the clear aligner side of orthodontic therapy for a long time and some dabbling on the consulting side of the orthodontic industry and the, the creators, uh, the brains behind Ortho Catapult basically approached me and uh, showed me, discussed their vision, what they were looking at creating, what they have created and what their vision was for the, the future of the orthodontic industry and what hopefully becomes the future for every orthodontic practice in the United States. Cool. So you were a consultant for a while in the ortho space. How did you first get in the ortho space? Like, did you want to become an orthodontist or what was that about? No, not at all. Funny story. I, I, I grew up um, really not being a, a big fan of sales in general. But uh, when I was 19 years old, I, I was at the, the local university job fair shopping for a job. When I was yeah. college and I was approached by a guy who said, hey, you looking for a job, son? And I said, uh, yes, sir. He says, I work for Canon. Do you want to sell printers? Oh. Time I thought to myself, I'd done a lot of stuff. I've been working since I was 14 on a farm, mowing lawns, doing all sorts of things. But sales was something that never just really appealed to me. And I said, you know, uh, I appreciate the offer, but I, I don't think so. Well, being the sales, the good salesperson that he was, he didn't, he didn't let up. He didn't let up. <laughs> You're he in his sights. He said, I tell you what, just fill out this application. Let's just see what happens. So I thought to myself, you know, I'll be nice. I'll, just, I'll fill it out and I'll probably never think of it again after I leave here. So I filled out the application. He calls me at, at home back in the days before cell phones and says, hey, young man, would you like a job? And probably the only time in my life when somebody's offered me a job, my response was, can I have like 15 minutes to think about it? <laughs> <laughs> he said, sure, here's my number. Call me back. He talked over to my parents and my parents were like, hey, it's, it's a great opportunity. And my parents have always been, you know, of the, the mindset, don't be afraid of trying something new. You never know, right? I uh, called him back and said, yes, sir, I'll take the job. So at that point, I had started my sales career at the age of 19, working for Canon out of a Best Buy selling printers on the weekends. Oh, so you were working in through a big box store, but for Canon. Yeah, absolutely. They had a vendor partnership that was really pretty cool. And the great thing was is, 
I, I did so well. I come to find out I loved it, right? I, I'm a people person anyway. And what I come to find out is, you know, selling doesn't have to be this right dirty process, right? Selling really good selling is really not selling at all. It's just having a conversation with people and building relationships. Yep. And so I quickly learned that this really isn't that hard and I'm not really selling anything. I'm really just talking to people, kind of giving them a breakdown. And a lot of times they come to the conclusion themselves and what I found is, you know, I was doing well or as well or better than a lot of my friends working full time, working three days a week. So there was this jealousy factor. And I quickly learned, hey, maybe this life of sales isn't too bad of a gig. So one thing led to another. I was interested in you know, the healthcare facility or the healthcare market, if you will. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was only one small problem with that. I really didn't enjoy the sight of blood, but I knew I really wanted to do <laughs> And uh, I kind of started going down that road. So I, I started with Canon. I from Canon went to work for Sprint back in the day when the cell phones were just coming around, right? When you had nice. a choice of two, either analog or right. you know, uh, digital. You if you will. Pull, up, pull up the antenna. and Yeah, right. Would you like a <laughs> cell phone? Pick, you know, one of two, right? Right. And uh, worked for them through the rest of my college career. Outside of college, they gave me a full-time job. I met up with a great recruiter and was uh, just an outstanding guy who just genuinely cared about me and my future and said, what do you want to do? I said, this is ideally what I want. He said, okay, we can outline a game plan to get you there. So one thing led to another and sales is all about, um, you know, basically build up, right? Proven Mm -hmm. track record, you know, and once you build up that resume and that track record, and then you you basically take that, that step to, you know, whoever's willing to give you that, that next shot. And ultimately it led to med device. So I I went from med uh, from, spread to digital, if you will, to selling in the med- medical device field. And after about a year of doing that, traveling around the entire state of Michigan, uh, this was before, uh, you know, Google Maps and all these other things, you know, I was map questing everything and looking at sheets of paper and what have you and traveling all over the state. And it was just, uh, it was challenging to say the least. And at that point in time, I had a really good friend I'd worked with previously, who was just recently hired by Invisalign, actually. Oh, and he calls me up and says, Hey man, he's like, my company's hiring and pretty close to your hometown. Would you be interested in intervening for Invisalign and maybe getting to move back closer to home? So at that time, that was the big interest for my wife and I, we'd gotten married. We'd both taken jobs in another state away from home. Being away you want from to get home back was, home. Yeah. Being away, from sure. home, being away from home was harder than we thought. So the draw yeah. to get closer back to home was really what kind of prompted the the dental move. And I said, yeah. So one thing led to another, before you know it, I was working for Invisalign and uh, that was just an absolute fantastic, fantastic opportunity. They were just on the cusp of, you know, the whole real clear aligner revolution taking place. So Mm -hmm. uh, something that obviously isn't as, you know, um, accepted as at the time as it is today. Right. It's just kind of a like totally today right you're the heretic like how dare you think we could do that yeah totally and so yeah 2006 i started with invisalign that got me my experience if you will in the orthodontic industry i kind of moved up through the ranks there with invisalign and uh in my latter years with invisalign i was especially rep with them and my job was to really call on some of the the upper echelon doctors around the country i covered multiple states and you know we sit down with these people you know it really at, at some point, you're not really selling Invisalign specifically, more so is you're really trying to talk them through ways to, to 
do better in their business, help them grow their business through other facets and things like that. Yeah, by using Invisalign as a tool to grow that business uh, or whatever it is, whether it be whatever liner company, right? Or whatever uh, device that you're creating, how do you get to grow your business through using that tool? That's what you're doing. Yeah, I, I quickly learned that going to a doctor and just constantly harping on them that they need to do that they need to do more of my product right. and use more of my products, it worked much better for me to go. All right, doc, let's let's evaluate some of the things that I see taking place here, and how can we address some of these things to increase your overall sales efficiency? Love it. And if the rows are overall sales, and you know, you know, all tides rise, then right? Yeah. I don't have yeah. to just go and try to constantly you know, put a product in their face. And once doctors realize or any customer realizes that you bring some sort of value to their business, that's what they're really looking for, right? People aren't really looking for a sales rep relationship. They're looking for more more of a beneficial partnership. And, you know, what can you bring to the table to, to help them grow? Well, that's exactly right. That's what one of the things that I, I, I wish more people got was, your job when nobody cares about the product you have, the widget you have, you're a commodity. And whether you're an orthodontist doing your, uh, your treatment or whether you're a sales rep trying to help people get more of what you have to sell, the key is to really show them that value you bring because they care more about what you can do for them as opposed to what that product or that widget is. And that's in every sale. It doesn't matter what the company is, whether it be the Canon printers, right? Nobody wants to buy a Canon printer. Nobody wakes up in the morning going, can I buy a Canon printer today? It's like, they want the thing. They want great quality printouts. They want to be able to make copies for their team, whatever it is. That's what they want. It's that old thing again of nobody wants a, uh, a drill. They want a hole in the wall. Right. And so that's why you buy the drill. So the more value you can give, so you be the hole in the wall that gives them the value of what they want, not the thing. So I, I totally agree. I'm sorry I went off on there a little bit, but I just think that's, if more people understood that, they'd be more successful if you've been, as you've been, so. Yeah, and having that experience and, and witnessing every day where some of the struggles are in, in the with and on against you with a lot of practices uh, you know, the folks that came up with the, the catapult concept, you know, the mm-hmm. concepts they've created are just expertly address a lot of those potholes, if you will, that are basically, mm-hmm. you know, inhibitors or prohibitors of growth in an orthodontic practice. And one of the things that always drove me nuts over the years is, uh, you know, the average, they say the average, which is true on ortho, ortho analytics, our analytics prove this out, the average close rate for most orthodontists falls somewhere between about 50 to 55%. Right. And for years and years, you know, I would sit with doctors or just watch doctors have conversations with doctors who were often, you know, looking to, we call it trying to market the way to prosperity. And so I was just always baffled. And my stance was always, you know, there's, there's a great, there's a place for marketing and it's needed, you know, there's no question about that, Mm -hmm. but constantly feeling the top of the funnel to always end up with the same result was kind of maddening to me because we were still, you know, hovering around that 50% mark or, you know, as best they could tell, whatever that mark was, we never really got over it. You know, when I would sit and talk with a doctor, every doctor, you know, says, yeah, we want to grow. Nobody ever says, no, I'm not interested in growing. That. Right. Exactly. No, 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 no. We're good. <laughs> yeah. So my focus was always doc, you know, it's just baffling to me that 50% of the people that already walked through your door, just don't do anything at all. You know, why aren't we focusing on that half of people that are just walking away that we've already had come through the door. Yep. There's so many, we call it the leaky bucket syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. As, as 
going back to my sales days, focusing on plugging the leaky bucket, the holes in the bucket. There's so many little things that practices can do to basically aid in filling those leaky bucket holes. That was where my, my conversations and processes really centered around. And, you know, lo and behold, you know, a number of years later, here comes ortho catapult to really kind of address those those leaky buckets, if you will, or the holes in those leaky buckets with digital concepts that really kind of are tailor-made to exactly what I was kind of talking to back in the day. Well, that's what's fascinating, right? Is that you have, you put so much time, effort, energy, and money into getting people to walk through that door. And that's the beginning of the journey. Yes, it takes more time, effort, energy to do that, but we're wasting so much of that through the leaky bucket, right? It's going right through your office and heading right out the back door, if you will, right? The, the opportunity for them to close uh, is there. The opportunity to follow up is there, but you know, it takes too much time. It's, it, it's, it's, it's too much work. We don't have the systems in place. Our TCs or our account managers are not actually doing the follow-up they need. And let alone getting more people to say yes, when they first come into that office, getting them to do that after the follow-up, which is, is challenging, right? What are the stats? It's something like for every day that goes by that they leave your office not having said yes, it's like another 20% uh, likelihood of them to say no or to go Correct. somewhere else, right? Correct. So if you don't follow up in three days, that's a 60% chance you're not getting that person. Yeah, some of the things I like most about OrthoCatapult that really addresses some of these issues or we live in such a technology driven era, right? In the past five, even 10 years, there's been so much technology introduced to the orthodontic industry or the dental industry in general. It's crazy how so much has changed, but really the consultative process itself. So the same, totally. The vast majority of consultations this day and age still happen with a pen and paper. Yep. That's just mind blowing. And so one of the things we wanted to do is really just, you know, doctors for years, you know, wanted salespeople, you know, wanted people, you know, to do a sales job or, or kind of reluctant to usually hire salespeople. So one thing totally. Catapult does really well is it levels the playing field for everyone. And yeah, with a Catapult digital consultation presentation, it doesn't matter if you have years of sales experience, zero sales experience, it makes the playing field level for everyone. So it makes everyone a sales rock star by creating an all-encompassing, easy-to-follow presentation that's all digital. There's no more pen and paper calculator, doing something on the computer in an Excel sheet, having to jump back and forth, erase pricing, calculate pricing again. It is a a complete all-encompassing system that allows for straightforward digital consultation presentation. And at the end of the day, if somebody has to go home and think about it, you know, they don't have to leave any longer with that folder full of confusing documents that they have to spread on the kitchen table and discuss. Yes. They go home, they open up their email. There's a link in there to the digital consultation. They can sit at home, pull that up with their spouse or significant other, look through the consultation, pick a plan that works for them, sign in a DocuSign contract at home and immediately make their down payment from home. Uh, I talked to so many doctors around the country and it's almost as though that just by process, we almost try to make it as difficult as we can to get patients to say yes or start treatment. Totally. And we just live in this world where everybody wants the easy button, right? Yep. The easier we can make things, the more simplistic, the more apt we are to get compliance and to get them to do what we're looking 
to have them do, right? So, so walk me through this. So orthocatapult is basically a platform that helps present the treatment, uh, basically present treatment. Is that correct? But virtually. Yeah. In a nutshell, the most difficult thing about orthocatapult really is it doesn't do just one thing. That's ah. I, in sales, we're always told, hey, if you had to give me the elevator pitch, what would it be? Orthocatapult is the hardest company for me to elevator pitch that I've ever worked for because <laughs> essentially we have a toolbox of five key components to orthocatapult. There's orthoaccept, orthogallery, orthoconnect, orthoanalytics, and orthomessenger. So like I just mentioned, orthoaccept is really the, the case presentation piece to orthocatapult is dig, delivering that all digital presentation and then on the flip side of that, once that basically transpires or takes place, another huge component to our clients' growth is the follow-up piece. Um, one of the, the not so important. One of the biggest Achilles heels in the orthodontic industry is patient follow-up. The number mm, 100%. one number one reason statistically practices are stifled in growth or not growing is because the pay, the patient follow-up is almost non-existent in the majority of practices that I work with over the years. Yeah. And it's not because nobody wants to do it in their defense. It is just a very time consuming and time consuming and inconvenient process. Mm -hmm. So one of the beauties of orthocatapult is, you know, you can have the, the greatest salespeople on the planet, you know, every now and then somebody's going to have to go home and talk it over with somebody else. It's just the mm -hmm. reality we live in. And yep. once that person leaves your office, you know, what happens next is key. And uh, we know that the majority of the TCs just don't have the time to really follow up the way they should follow up. And, you know, this day and age, we know that people don't want to be called on the telephone six times either. Right. Mm -hmm. They yep. want to be followed up with, but they want to be followed up with their own way or their own manner. So the beauty of orthocatapult is once somebody says, Hey, I got to go home and talk it over that TC just hits a send the plan button. And what our system does is it essentially tracks that pending patient over a 90 day period. And so what we've done to make it super easy for the TC is we've made custom trigger templates that get sent out with two clicks of a button, either via email, text, and they pop up based upon triggers that are set in place over this 90 day period. So for example, once a patient goes pending, we have triggers set to pop up for the TC at two days, seven days, 14 days, 28, 56, 77, and on day 90. And so anytime one of those triggers pop up, TC basically just looks at the line and it shows them a patient either wants an email or a text. She makes two clicks and that message gets sent out to that pending patient uh, at a max of seven times over that course of that 90 days. So and then I'm, I'm assuming as soon as that person, that patient says yes to treatment, then that trigger drops off. And now we don't have to worry about that anymore because it's all within the catapult, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we, we, our approach is just very neutral, right? It's not crazy aggressive. We just want these folks to understand that we're still here for you and we would love to be a partner with you. That's okay. I think I mean. that's a really important piece because I want people to get that. So I'm a big fan of, you know, how often should I follow up one more time? Like, oh, I, I, every time is one more time, right? Until they say no, basically. And what's important here is that I think it's a selfish thing and it shows that you're a selfish business when you don't follow up because we're assuming a couple of things not following up. 
we're assuming that they're thinking about us as much as they're thinking as much as we're thinking about them. And they're not, most people have forgotten you by dinner time that night. Right. And so that is one of the things that I, I look at when I talk to TCs, when I talk to businesses of like, no, your follow process has to be robust because you're giving the highest value customer service you can when you follow up more. I have had clients seriously, like no exaggeration who after an event where we've spoken at and I have my team follow up, follow up until we get a no that have said to me, thank you. So it's been a month later, two months later. Thank you so much for following up with me. I want to do your process. I've wanted to do it. I've just gotten busy with life or whatever. So thank you. Yes. Here's my credit card, right? We have to understand that people have a life. And so what you just talked to is so important for people to understand that you are giving the highest level of customer service when you are having a follow-up process to help them. They'll tell you no. If it's a no, it's okay. But let them have every opportunity possible to say yes. And that's in a follow-up process. So I love that you do that. Yeah, absolutely. People with, you know, given the technique, people don't mind being followed up with, right? And you, <laughs> you, you just hit the nail on the head perfectly, Dino. And that is people are just busy, People are just caught up in life. You know, life it's madness. I have two young children myself. They play travel sports. My wife and I are going in different directions all the time. And to kind of, you know, add to that perspective um, with, with, with those triggers and the, the periods in which the triggers are sent, we know that statistically over our years of basically surveying and asking doctors, the mindset of a lot of practices out there is that once somebody goes pending, if they don't hear from them within the two or three week period, the general consensus for a lot of practices is these people have gone somewhere else. Yep. And I could, I'm here to tell you that could not be further from the truth. It, it honestly hurts my heart. It does. It hurts my heart. Statistically only about 50, uh, somewhere between 15 and 20% of these folks actually go somewhere else to start treatment. The vast majority of these folks do not, they're just sitting there doing nothing at all. So this perception that, ah, they've, they've forgotten about it, so they're written this off, or that could not be further from the truth. And uh, the analytics portion of our software tracks so many different things. And our analytics prove this point that our doctors, our customers, you know, every single year have more than enough customers. It only takes one, really. But they're amazed at the number of customers that start treatment in their practice every year after receiving the 90 day trigger email, it yep. just, they're flabbergasted. You know, our 90 day trigger just says, hello, Dino, this is Chris from Fox Orthodontics. Just want to let you know your plan expires today. Please take a moment to hop on and select a plan. That it, simple verbiage yep. triggers more people to take action because that's really what a lot of consults are missing today. We're yes. not really creating that sense of urgency and when people see that, it's like, wow, my stuff's expiring now. I know I want to do it. I need, I need to get on there and get it done. People who have listened to this show for any period of time have probably heard me mention Dr. Cialdini's work with influence and persuasion. And it is so fundamental to give people that sense of urgency, a deadline that they know they have to hit or something's going to expire. And even though... There are people out there that use that as a, a sales tactic. When you are doing it out of integrity and you're being right on, look, 90 days in our industry, especially with little kids, you know, teeth could have shifted a little bit more. Or if 
you know, we have a new plan or we are giving some sort of courtesy, like that's insurance is changing, right? That's such a great way to help people do it. And it, I'm not surprised at all that your doctors are seeing a huge amount of people who are jumping on that call. Uh, I do this to an extreme point, And I think I mentioned this on the show before, where sometimes we will, I will train the TCs to, uh, to give them a courtesy that expires at five o'clock that evening. And so we will get people, same thing, what you're talking about, right? We'll get people yeah. who are calling in at like four 50. Hey, 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 I just talked to my husband. He said, yeah, let's go for it. And they're getting clients closing that day. Oh, all of a sudden that person who left is all of a sudden closing today. So I think it's so important. I think it's a great thing you're teaching your clients. One of the cool things about catapult is uh, all the triggers require, you know, three seconds of TC action with the exception of the 90 day trigger. So the 90 day trigger itself is automated. So the 90 day is working when you're not, if it's Easter, if it's Christmas Eve, it's Christmas day. Uh, I can't tell you how many of our customers are like, I had five people sign up on Christmas Eve. Who does that? That's never happened to me before. You know, oh, that's, that's smart. I have to, I have to ask you questions because I didn't get this and I hope everybody else get this. So what, because it's automated and they have the ortho catapult information, the digital consult at home with them, they can say yes anytime they want. So if it's a Sunday at midnight, it doesn't matter. They don't have to wait till Monday to call in the next morning and talk to somebody. They can do it on their own. Absolutely. Okay. That's really cool. That's really cool. Cause how many people do that? Right. How many people have talked to the spouse on a Friday or Saturday and the spouse says yes. And then they have to wait till Monday and they are at work and oh, they got busy at their lunch hour. So it's waiting, waiting, waiting. And they forgot about it again. And t- here it is Wednesday till they finally get a hold of you. Now they got to wait to get into the practice because they got a week of, of patients. Whereas they're able to do it on their own. That's such a convenience, dude. I just, I mean, I, now I'm seeing the brilliance of that, but that's a convenience for the patient and the parent to be able to say yes, anytime they want. Not only for them, for the office too. I'll, I will basically refer to a doctor, a client of ours, Dr. John White out of Cleveland, Ohio. He's, he's one of the largest clear liner providers in the United States. And so when doing clear liner therapy, there's usually a significant lab fee tied to that. Mm-hmm. So before with their catapult, you know, Dr. White's people, if they could get them to sign, you know, or some sort of agreement and fax it in or drop it off or what have you, he had full three-time employees who did nothing but chase money all the time. Oh my gosh. Chasing money. Once they implemented ortho catapult, they went down basically from three to one person who does that on a part-time basis. Wow. Because the vast majority of people are signing their contracts at home. And after they sign the contracts, our statistics show that we have never had a period below 80%. Meaning that of all the people, our customers who have customers signing contracts at home, 80% or more of them on a monthly basis go on to immediately make their down payment right after. So the wow. next telephone call that you know comes to that patient is when would you like to come in and get your liners or your braces or what have you? So the flexibility that allows the offices and the patients as well is paramount, right? I mean, we're, we're doing everything we can to, to give them the easy button. Wow. And when it comes to the follow-up piece, you know, I ask, you know, a lot of the doctors I speak with and treatment coordinators all over the United States, one of the questions I usually ask them when it comes to what their follow-up process looks like, 
I always ask them, if you had a process that you were committed to similar to orthocatapults, if you had a committed process to follow up with however you currently follow up nine, excuse me, seven times with every patient over a 90 day period, how much would that cost you, doctor? How much manpower would that cost you to do? You know, and depending on practice size, we're looking at probably multiple full-time employees to do that, right? Yeah. To put in perspective, if your TC is just following up with 50 patients a day, that normally took, you know, probably five minutes per patient, they can knock those 50 patients out per day with orthocatapult in less than four minutes. I was going to say, and there's no one out there who is following up with 50 patients a day. There's, there's, I don't care who they are. I've never met that TC who's, yeah, I've spent a whole day doing 50 follow-ups a day. No, but they can do that in four minutes with the system where it's just pushing a button. Yep. Send them a text send them an email. And that's, that's really cool. Um, I don't want to get too deep into the well of all the, 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 the science, not the, the tech behind it. Um, but you had just said something that I was like, oh, I want to know more about that, which is the, um, uh, the process in which you are integrating it with their software. Cause of course we got like the ortho twos and the edges and the, uh, the, well, I guess it's the same thing, the tops and all those. How are they converting? Is it a it's pretty simple process for them to convert that over into their softwares when they use OrthoCatapult? So the answer to that question is yes. Uh, if you're alluding to integration with practice management software companies, we at present time don't integrate with any of the practice management software companies out there. Mm-hmm. Not because we haven't tried or we haven't had discussions with those folks. Uh, there's basically just... Um, some differences in product that really don't make us relationship compatible for the most part, meaning that OrthoCatapult is entirely a web-based system, cloud-based system. Got it. There's no servers or what have you. So for us to be compatible with these folks or any organization that's a practice management software, they would have to be completely cloud-based too. And we all know there's a, there's one or two out there that are, you know, functioning under that premise, mm-hmm. but the vast majority of them are not. Right. Um, the, the one thing we always try to, to basically, you know, and still in doctors is that um, even though there's a little bit of probably double entry, if you will, the upside to ortho catapult is so tremendous. It would be like me coming to you, Dino, and saying, hey, if somebody were to basically give you $200 in exchange for 50,000. Right. Say, well, hey, well that's because <laughs> the, 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 time, the time alone, right? Is that if you're taking that time away from that TC, that fictional TC who's following up with 50 people a day, and that time that she's doing that, now it's combined down to four minutes, then you have the time to transfer over that information. And it's not like it's, it's an overwhelming job. So I, I think that's a very small road bump to getting a, a huge, uh, well, you and I have actually used this phrase together too, which is, the walking over the dollars to get to the dimes, right? So many people are doing that. Absolutely. So, so tell us this because uh, we want to make sure we get to a couple of, let's just talk. You have some really cool uh, uh, evidence, if you will, uh, uh, stories, um, some partner clients who have actually done tremendous opportunity or had tremendous opportunities given to them through this, which is the increase in their practice. Talk to us about the averages of what you're seeing your patients seeing or your patients, your clients seeing with integrating OrthoCatapult into their business. Yeah, so one of the beauties of OrthoCatapult is we have a, an extremely robust analytics piece to our software. Actually, I believe it is the largest 
analytics piece in the orthodontic industry at present time. Wow. So it essentially is tracking everything your business is doing and the people within your business. So one of the, the frustrations for me for years and a lot of people in my, uh, my shoes in the past was, you know, it's really hard to effectively consult with somebody if you really don't have accurate data, right? I'd always tell doctors, it's, it's hard for us to gauge where you're going if we can't figure out where you've been or where you are. Right. Now, right. right. And, you know, it's no fault of theirs, but it really just has, hasn't been good systems in place to give doctors good data to be able to make good business decisions with. And so with the analytical piece, we can track not only, you know, for them, what their customers are doing with their level of accountability, but basically we can track the doctors who are our customers, right? So over the years with our customers, our average customer has seen or does see a 20% increase in pending starts during the first year alone. Wow. Um, Dr. White, the gentleman I referenced just a minute ago, in the first year, his practice had a pending patient start of over 38% in the first year. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Yeah, and here, here pretty soon, we just uh, were fortunate enough to, to film a video shoot with those folks. And, you know, all this was basically simply stated. So I know in, in the industry, there's a lot of products, a lot of companies, a lot of things that come out there and mm-hmm. everybody comes to every single doctor out there and says, who hey, we got the latest and greatest, you know, idea yep. guarantee to grow your business by 20%, which has kind of created a bit of a jaded mindset because a lot of folks don't really follow through with that. Mm-hmm. With the analytics and the data we have, we, you know, we, we can prove it out. It's been proven. We can track every bit of it. So the analytical piece is got multiple facets in regards to um, helping doctors with many decisions. So it's tracking, you know, everything you can think of regarding closes uh, or close rate percentages, your insurances, the average case fees, uh, when people are accepting treatment, you know, what's coming from me referring doctors, the who, when, why, where, what, how. Uh, one of the things I used to ask my doctors is, all right, doc, you, you know, you say you have a 60% close rate. That's awesome. You have, you know, two TCs, Chris and Dino. Do you know the individual close rate for Chris and Dino, you know, individually? The answer to that question was always, I have no idea, right? Right. So now doctors don't have to guess. They can see all this laid out in simple metrics. And we even go as far to track things like doctor TC combinations. We know that statistically some folks just work better together. Yeah, for sure. So they can look and say, hey, you know, Dino and Kathy are really, really great when it comes to closing adults. But when it comes to teens, those numbers are a little lower. But, you know, Chris and Rebecca, they do really well when it comes to teens, yeah, so with adults. So the analytics portion of OrthoCatapult is, even if you're not a real big data nerd like we are here, it's <laughs> one of those things that you don't really know what you've been missing until you finally have it. Yep. And once you can see <laughs> those metrics, it is incredibly eye-opening for a business owner. That's great. And that's, that's valuable, right? Because you're not just offering a service of the thing that you do, but you're also backing it up with the data, which means that every doctor, I mean, one of the things that I talk about often is looking at the ROI of their marketing or whatever uh, software or even uh, tool they are using in the business. What's the ROI of that thing? Is it actually working for you? And here you're showing them the analytics of, hey, you could see every month what the ROI is of using the software. Uh, what's cool about it too is that number one, I was surprised about the uh, the uh, I guess you would say the threshold of the investment 
for it. It's not crazy. It's actually a really good investment for that. But I'm going to let people actually reach out to you and look at that and hopefully get a, uh, you do a demo, right? Is what you offer. You do a whole demo of how it can work in their office. Yeah, absolutely. That's the best way to really see ortho catapult in action. Um, you know, cost-wise, it's pretty much equal to, for most practices, you know, equal to one additional case start per year. It's probably the mm-hmm. best way to sum it up. Per year? Yeah, per, per year. That's yeah. crazy. That's what I was saying. Like, that's a really good investment. It's like, just think about it. Even if you got one new client, what you're going to get, a new, new patient to start uh, in a year, not a month, not a week, a year. A year. It's paid for itself. Wow. That's crazy. Absolutely. Wow. Well, I love what you're doing and I love that you are focusing so much on the sales aspect of it. Anybody who's listening to the show for any amount of time knows that I'm big into the sales part of it, making it easier and really like kind of leveling the playing field for a lot of the TCs who might not be as versed in sales. But as you mentioned, this actually just makes it a lot easier for them and gives them kind of a leg up because it's right there, right in front of them. And so I love that you guys have created this and, and are a part of this and that you're offering this out to people and are willing to share this information to people too. Yeah, one thing that kind of surprised us here recently is with some of the interviews we've been doing with some of our customers, there seemed to be a, a common theme and a word that kept popping up that it, we probably never really thought about before on our side. And that word was transparency. Mm. The TCs that we interviewed talking about, you know, when, we, when asked, what, what do you think the patients like most about orthocatapult? Transparency popped up numerous times. And they were just basically saying, hey, they, they like the, the simplicity of it, right? It is just straightforward, simple, easy to use. They don't have to do a ton of math. They're not looking at a bunch of loose leaf sheets of paper. It's yeah. just very pointed, you know, it's easy it. to lay out. Anybody could understand it. But it was kind of shocking to us that transparency was one of the, the key things that a lot of the customers had voiced, you know, their well, liking most about catapult it makes sense to me because there's a rule in uh pretty much anything in life but i use always in sales which is the confused mind says no anything about that with anything in life if you're confused about something your automatic default is no so if we're confusing patients with showing too many pictures or having too many pieces of paper or you know what is this uh courtesy versus that courtesy like the more you tell them the more you're actually confusing them the more likely they are to say no to you that and one of the things that we're really missing, you know, with the old pen and paper style of, you know, putting together a consultation is you're really missing out on the patient relationship building aspect of a consultation. Yeah. There's so much time. Oh my gosh. You know, so true. Building these things out and really not, you know, ortho, with ortho catapult, that is, that is probably the number one doctor response we get. Yeah, you'll, you can see in our testimonials, a lot of the doctors say, you know what, the one thing I like best is it allows my TCs to build a relationship with the patient. And that's what's most important. We want them to know that we care. We're part of your, your community. You're our you know, family. We're not just you know, looking at you as another number or another sale. And when you're focused on the business aspect of it so much, that that piece of relationship building really kind of slips through the cracks. Totally. And uh, that's what uh, the feedback doctor wise that they really like is, hey, it just it, it allows us to really show who we are in that 45 minutes. Yeah. Instead of really just getting a couple minutes of kind of a glimmer or a glimpse of, of who we are. It allows us to be much more personal. Well, for sure. Time. I mean, I was in an office in, uh, I want to say Midwest 
uh, probably a couple of months ago. And this office had, uh, they had a call center. So the call center would get information. They would write that down on paper and they would fax that over to the team so that when they sat down with them, uh, the parent or the patient, and they would be in the office, they would duplicate everything that was already asked in the call center. They'd go over the answers again and write them down again. And then they would have to transcribe those into the computer. So basically they're doing triple the work. And as I was sitting there, I was going, you're like not talking or looking at the patient. You're asking them questions. You're not actually getting to know them. You're not seeing them because you're looking at the computer as you're doing it. It's it's fascinating how many people don't realize how important that is to build that relationship. So I'm, I'm so glad to hear that this is something that's actually building, giving them what they need by getting the information that we want, which is important. And yet being able to do it in a manner that builds the relationship as opposed to just makes it more transactional. Yeah. For years, I used to ask one of the questions I'd ask doctors was what separates you from your biggest competitor or the guy down the street? Mm-hmm. What would makes what would make me want to choose you over the guy down the street? And the number one answer, the majority of the time was my, my finishes are better. We have better results. Yes. And my response to that was always doctor with all due respect. People don't care. Which no one cares. Are. I know. Care. You know, and they, they don't care that, you know, that, you know, you have the ice cream machine or the slushy machine and, I, I'm bringing this up because I related to a great book I read a while back called Millennial Moms. And mm-hmm. when you read that book and, you know, you're trying to get into the mindset of, you know, the younger generations, you know, and what it is they're looking for. A lot of these folks are all about the experience. Yep. You know, it's different for old guys like me, Generation Xers or, or what have you. What people Old guys. Want, Come on now. Old guys. <laughs> What people want these days is, is much different expectation wise. And a lot of times it's not really the result. It's like, you right. know, how do these people make me feel? All these people right. I can relate to. Yep. Did they make me feel like they cared about me? Yeah, totally. That, that is really, really powerful. And Catapult allows them to focus on those aspects that are really important to a lot of people. That's awesome. Well, we'll put millennial moms as part of the suggested reading too. As we go into the last part of our interview here, thank you so much for the time and for all of your amazing answers to uh, my questions, which is just curiosity, right? But uh, we always enter our show with our six questions. Are you willing to play? I'm willing to play. Awesome. So what do you believe is the most expensive thing that private practice owners are missing in their practice? Without question, patient follow-up. Yeah, hundred percent. I think we've really nailed that. Hopefully everybody heard us with that throughout this, uh, this time together. Cause it's so true. It's, it's free money. It's a little bit of time and effort, but it's free money. And with what you're able to do with them, it's really not even that much time or effort. Yeah. Let us make it easy for you. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, okay. What's a book that you believe every practice owner should be reading? My all time favorite is a book called contagious. I haven't read that one. Hands down, I've, it's the only book I've read more than twice. I think I've read it three or four times. Really? Do you know who it's by? Uh, yeah, I keep a copy of it on my desk, actually. It's a Jonah Berger. Joe, J-O-N-A-H. Berger. Okay. And it's, it doesn't matter what kind of business you have or you own, or even if you don't own a business. It just talks about the way things uh, spread spread and how <laughs> things are like uh 
the social environment and he mm-hmm. references like social currency and why people do the things they do and how things outside influence our decisions, our conversations, our beliefs. It, it, it. it gives really good insight to why people do the things they do and a lot of times think the things they do. And it doesn't matter if you own a business or not, or just everyday life. It's, it's an amazing book. It's really that sounds good. right up my alley. I will put that on my audible. That's absolutely, that's awesome. I love new books. Well, speaking of books in my book, The Practice Rx, I focus on team culture and team performance as the foundation to business growth. As you go around to practices, what do you see as the biggest challenge that private practice owners are facing with their teams and office culture? I think transparency and accountability. Mm, That's really good. You know, a lot of our analytics prove this out, right? You know, it's we often joke here internally with catapult that the analytics portion of catapult is like the car facts of orthodontic practices. Mm, nice. It tells you all the background of it. It tells you exactly what's going on. Yeah. Right. We great. often joke that anytime somebody's buying or selling, instead of saying, show me the car facts, people should be saying, show me the catapult. Let me nice. see the nice. heart of exactly what's going on. You can tell me one thing, but data doesn't lie. Right. That's so, right being able to hold, you know, people, you know, to a level that um, is accountable, you know, for what you're actually wanting to achieve is, is huge. And we can provide that. Wow. That's great. I like that analogy of Carfax because people get it right away. It's like, oh, we're the Carfax in your office. That's great. I love it. Well, we want to make sure that everybody knows. And the fourth question is how do people like reach out to you and get a hold of you? They can simply email me. Okay. Chris at practicecatapult.com. At practicecatapult.com? Correct. Okay. I have I have orthocatapult.com down here. So wanted to make sure that's that that's right. Correct. Practicecatapult.com. Practicecatapult.com. Okay. All right. Uh so Chris at practicecatapult.com. All right. What's the best advice you've ever received in life or business? Actually, some of the best advice I just recently received from one of your speakers that you know, I've really taken to heart and uh, I've been telling a lot of people I know, and that's not to wrap your life up around conditions. Ah, yeah, that was good, huh? That was juicy. That was bit, that's, that's so true. Whether you really want to admit to that or not, I think, you know, to some degree, we're all guilty of that, right? If, if this, then then, right? Yep. And yep. Uh, I need to get better about putting things off and taking advantage and, and seizing the opportunity and, and not waiting for certain conditions to basically come into play before doing the things you ideally would like to take advantage of or to do. I'm going to write that and put that in here too. Um, Let me see. So I want to make sure that everybody knows your website as well. So uh, what's the best website for them to reach out to you? This is www.orthocatapult.com. Okay. So that's where I think my confusion is. Your website and your email, are they different? They're different. So the company is Practice Catapult. Okay. And the product is Orthocatapult. Okay. That's important here. Okay. Cause on my paper here, I wanted to make sure, cause I have, it shows ortho catapult and then practice catapult. I'm like, I want to make sure people get a hold of you. So that's great. Uh, well, speaking also, of what's that, I'm going to say they can also reach us at sales at practice catapult too. Okay. Awesome. So what's the best resource or tool that you think every private practice owner should be using in their practice? <laughs> I think it's a no-brainer, right? We're yeah, that. right. Ortho catapult, right? Chris, you'd be surprised how many people say something. Oh, I think you should get getting this book, and I'm like, this is why you're here to talk about it. Absolutely, ortho catapult. I'm gonna, I'm gonna back that one up. That's awesome. 
Well, thank you, Chris, for being a part of the show today and sharing your information with everybody. I know I got a lot out of it and I really appreciate that we are kind of in this similar mindset around sales. I, I, I see more and more people getting on board with that and understanding the importance of it. So you being uh, someone who's helping lead that charge is really important. So thank you for sharing that with us. We're glad to help. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dino. Awesome. Well, everybody, again, another uh, episode in the books. Thank you so much for being here and being a part of our show. Remember to share this with your friends and colleagues because everybody needs to know how they can increase their sales and grow their practice in, in easier ways. And Ortho Catapult is definitely something that will do that for you. So until next time, everybody, remember that our goal here is always to help you be more proactive, more productive, and more profitable in all areas of your life and business. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much again for listening to the ProPreneur Podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you haven't subscribed already, please make sure you do so. Also, if you feel like you might be a good fit for our podcast as a guest or know somebody who you think would be, go ahead and email us at dino at dinowatt.com. Again, thanks for support. We'll see you on the next episode.